welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. What's up, 5%ers, and welcome back to another episode of 5% Radio. Today is episode 20, and I want to discuss with you the seven attributes of winners. This is not my own list. I actually got this list from a talk given by a uh, leadership and business expert that I follow very closely. I read all of his stuff and listen to any talk that I can get my hands on by him. But in this list, I believe this is a short but also comprehensive list of seven attributes of winners. So let's dive right in. Number one is that winners have a positive attitude by choice, not by chance. Now, this sounds very simple on the surface, but if you look at the majority of people, and if you don't agree with this, it's probably because you're you're not quite um, you're not quite fully positive. I don't know how to I don't know how to really put that nicely. But so positive people, winners are positive by choice, meaning they decide every single moment of every single day that they're going to be positive. They're not going to be looking at the glass half full. They're either you know half empty, whatever you want to say. They're not going to be looking for what's wrong. They're looking for what's right. They're looking for the good in every single situation, whereas everyone else is positive by chance. Meaning, if I, quote, got up on the right side of the bed that day, or if I had a, quote, good day, if my day went the way that I wanted it to go. You know, Abraham Lincoln said that a man is about as happy as he makes up his mind to be. And I've heard full-grown adults say things like, I'm in a bad mood. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I had a bad day, okay? So that means that you had a series of events that you assigned a negative story to and you looked at it and said, this was bad, therefore I should be in a bad mood. Now the difference between children and adults is that adults take responsibility that children do not take. So if I don't even take responsibility for my own mood, how can I expect to win? How can I expect to move forward and be successful in any given area in life? So at the most basic level, the only real freedom that you have Every single moment of every single day, you can't control what others do. You can't control circumstances. You you can't control any of that, but you can control your response. So winners have a positive attitude by choice, not by chance. Number two is that winners focus on solving problems and finding solutions instead of whining about challenges. So number two is that winners focus on solving problems or finding solutions, not on whining about challenges challenges. Man, that one's pretty tough. Yeah, not not on whining about challenges. Okay, so what does that mean? So most people want to tell you how bad it is. They they want to tell you why they can't. They have they have a victim mindset around, oh man, this this happened and that that's why I can't they they allow things that they cannot control to steal their success, to ruin their goals, to take them further away from where they want to go and to ultimately take them in a direction that by the time they get to the end of their life, they have more regret then you know man i'm so proud of or i'm so glad that i did that or i'm i'm thankful for this they they have more regret i wish i would have this happened so and then you have to craft this entire story of whining about why the certain challenges kicked your butt rather than you looking for solutions and solving problems that come up because if you want to be successful you're going to have to be good at solving problems. How do you get good at solving problems? You have to get better at thinking. How do you get better at thinking? How do you actually get better thinking that is more positive, that is more solution-oriented? You ask better questions. Thinking is, as at the most simple level, thinking is this right here. You ask yourself questions, and you answer those questions internally within your own brain. Quiet conversation is not that you're thinking out loud that you're speaking, but I ask a question in my brain, 
I answer that question, and that is me having a thought. I wonder what I should have for lunch. Okay, so here's the question. What should I have for lunch? Answer, I think I should have da-da-da-da-da. There's my complete thought. I just decided what I'm going to have for lunch. So when a problem comes up, a challenge comes up, I can whine about that. Oh, this is so terrible. And Or I can say, okay, how could I solve this? I've done other episodes on, on thinking and how to, how to really direct this well, but how can I solve this? What's the answer? What's the solution? So now I'm looking for a solution. So winners focus on solving problems and finding solutions, not on whining about challenges. Number three. Winners know that setbacks are merely stepping stones to advancement in life. Setbacks are, more often than not, instead of a setback, it's actually a set up for you to move forward and be propelled further, but you have to look at it that way. So winners know that setbacks are merely stepping stones to advancement in life. It didn't say that they view them as that. It didn't say that they consider them or they think. It said they know So they know that I'm going to have to go backwards sometimes before I go forward. It's like a slingshot. The further I pull it back, the further it's actually going to be propelled forward. So winners understand that if I'm being set back right now, it's only going to build a firmer foundation for me to move forward on in the future. But I have to take this in stride. I have to actually accept this before I can move forward so that one day I can look back and say, if that had not happened, I would not have been set up to do the next thing in the process. So you have to understand that A setback is part of the process, and it's actually going to be a stepping stone. It's going to help you move forward. See, there's a a quote that there is no elevator to success. You must take the stairs. Sometimes the stairs are building on your own quote-unquote failures. I have something that I feel like moves me back, but actually it takes me to the next step in the process. Number four is that winners realize that failure is an event, not a person. This one is huge. Okay, so, so so there's actually something known as an over- generalization. This is uh, There's a book out there called uh, Feeling Great. He wrote Feeling Good first, and then he wrote Feeling Great. It's Dr. David Burns. He's a, uh, I think he's a clinical psychologist. I could be wrong on his title there. But um, anyway, so this book talks about the 10 basic cognitive distortions. Now, there's different names for these depending on the author, depending on the doctor that you're listening to. But there, there's these 10 cognitive distortions, basically broken patterns of thinking. And one of them is overgeneralization, meaning I did X, therefore I am X. So I did something that a bad parent would do that I quote unquote bad. Oh, okay. A person that does this is more than likely in that moment, they're being a bad parent. And because I did that thing, therefore I am a bad parent. So that's like saying, okay, I messed up. Therefore I am a mess up. I, I fail. Therefore I am a failure. This is an overgeneralization. And if you think about this logic anywhere else, it really does not apply. So if I eat a pizza for dinner twice, like myself, eat the entire pizza for dinner Monday, and I eat an entire pizza, another pizza, not the same one, obviously, I eat another pizza for dinner Tuesday, that is an activity that a very unhealthy, overweight person would probably do on a regular basis. But if I do that, let's say that I'm a, a, a shredded to the bone bodybuilder, and I'm I'm in, you know, competition prep, like I'm, I'm, I'm diced. And if, if this was the case, I would not be eating a pizza for dinner, but let's say I'm 5% body fat. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a cheat meal. I'm going to have a pizza for dinner tonight and a pizza for dinner tomorrow. Does that make me fat? No. Well, okay. So if the logic breaks down in one scenario, it's probably not actually applicable in the other scenario. So if I quote unquote fail, meaning that I tried something and I was not successful, that does not make me as a person, a failure. 
See, a failure would be someone that would not succeed ever. A person who failed or had failures in the past, it's just an event. It's something that happened. I have wrecked a car before. So I have done something that was a bad driving decision. Does that make me a bad driver as a whole? No. And it doesn't really matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter anything else. You have to look at just on the surface level, does this thinking apply? If I failed, if I did not succeed, if I failed to succeed, in other words, does that make me a failure? Well, possibly if you want to talk to people who are broke that have never had success in their life, they would say, oh, that, you know what, you, you should probably quit because you failed. You, oh, I'm a failure. I feel bad about it. Everyone saw me screw up. That's, that's great. If you want to look at it there and you don't want to go any further, that's fine. That's, that's, that's an assignable excuse. And people will probably give you pats on the back and, and help you feel like a victim and say, it's okay. It's okay. You, you failed once. Maybe you're just not, you're, you're not cut out for it. It's okay. That's one way that you can look at it. Or you can look at every single person that ever succeeded in anything in history. They had failure after failure, after failure, after failure, over and over and over again, but they still succeeded, which leads us to Attribute number five, winners find reasons to win, others find excuses to lose. Now, I didn't say losers find excuses to lose, but if you want to put that in the blank, if it's not too harsh, that really is the truth. Winners find reasons to win and others find excuses to lose. So a winner says, you know what, I have to win, I have to finish this, I can do this because of, they find what they look for, whereas a loser or the Others, the other people that don't win, which I know that nowadays everyone gets a trophy and and nobody's really a loser and it's okay as long as you tried your best and there are winners and losers. There are people that hit their goals and there are people that don't. There are people that hit their goals no matter what the cost. They're going to do whatever it takes to get there. Even if it takes five years longer than anyone else would say is reasonable, they're going to make it happen. That's a winner. Then there are the others. People that, yes, everyone gets a trophy. Yes, everyone can say you tried your best and that's all that matters. But in the game of life, that's really not how it's played. If I have success in an area, then that means I actually had to work for that success. It didn't, it didn't just come and follow my lap. I'm not just unfairly blessed. Oh, he's just, he's just fortunate. That's for him. He was born with a higher IQ. He was born with this. He was born with that. That's a great reason. That's an excuse that others will find to lose. Well, if I had blank, if I was blessed with blank, if I had been given the same, that's an excuse. If you want to win, you've got to look for and find reasons to win. Think about this. Why do quitters quit when they fail? And when it gets hard, but winners fail until they succeed. Every successful person that you study failed over and over and over and over again. But again, going back to number four, they did not assign that as who they were. It was not an overgeneralization. It wasn't that I failed, therefore I am a failure. It was okay. This was another step in the process of how not to do what I need to do. What can I learn from this and how can I move forward and make this a setup or a stepping stone to press forward and further on? So winners find reasons to win, others find excuses to lose. And if you look for excuses, you will find them. If you look for things that sound good, that that feel good, that that justifies just if I would do this, just if I would do that, just if this was, if you look for things to justify and you rationalize, you tell yourself rational lies, if you do this, you will find answers. Now here's the deal though, you better be, you better be really, 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 happy with, convinced of certain, and sold on the lame excuse you give yourself as to why you did not pursue success in the area you wanted 
if you're going to accept it. Because I got to tell you something, 20 years down the road, when you choose to give up on your dreams, when you choose to give up on what you knew was the right thing to do, and I'm not just talking about like morally right or wrong, black and white, is this good, is it bad? No, like the thing that you felt like you were absolutely supposed to call to do, the dream that you had that you were chasing, when you choose to give up on that, man, you better be sold on that excuse because you're going to have to sell that over and over and over and over again. And 20 years from now, lying in your bed, when you're looking for why did I quit? That better sound just as good 20 years from now lying in your bed in those quiet moments in the recesses of your mind that no one else can see and hear just the conversation that you have with you. Just you waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror, looking yourself in the eye and realizing I quit on my dream. I chose not to be a winner. I chose to be a loser and look for excuses. You better be really sold on that reason because you're going to have to stick with it for the rest of your life. So do not look for excuses to lose. Find reasons to win. Find reasons to win. Attribute number six of winners is that winners hate losing enough to change while losers hate changing enough to lose. Okay, what's this one mean? It's a good sounding quote. Winners hate losing. So let's just stop right there. Most of the people that you know or that you know of, you probably don't know Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, but most of the people that you know of that have quote-unquote made it in any area, I don't care what it is, I don't care if they have a great business, if they're great at, you know, if they've pro-level sports, if they're a successful investor, if they're, you know, if they have the physique you want, if they have the marriage you want, whatever it is, winners hate losing. They hate losing. It's not that they love to win. It's not that they necessarily just want the goal. They're not going to settle for mediocrity. They hate the average. They hate the status quo. Winners hate to just be in the class of, oh, what everyone else is doing this, then it must be fine. Everyone else is, okay, if I'm doing what everyone else is doing, then I must be doing pretty good. That's not a winner's attitude. If I'm in the gym and I see that the average person there in the gym benches 205 pounds, I don't feel, as a, as a, if I'm a, if I'm a regular person, if I'm an average person who's going to accept, oh, this is the status quo, this is the excuse, I'll feel good. Yeah, I'm at the average. Me personally, I despise the average. So if the average person that works out benches, let's say 185 or 205, and I, I want to get as far away from that as possible. If the average person who runs and like is an actual runner, runs a 715 mile, let's say, and I run a 715 mile, I'm not happy with that. I, I To me, that's losing. I want to change enough that I can win. I want to be exceptional. I want to be above the average. So winners hate losing enough to change while losers hate changing enough to lose because growth, pushing yourself, doing things that are hard, that are outside of your comfort zone, being disciplined, telling yourself no, getting up when you don't feel like it, doing things that you don't feel like doing, which by the way, is what successful people do every single day. People will look at those that have had success in life and they'll say, well, I don't like to do fill in the blank. Well, that person does sales. I don't like to do sales. That person does real estate. I don't like to do real estate. That person's frugal. I don't want to be frugal. That person, they, they waited for a really long time before they started buying vehicles cash. And I would rather just have it now. That that person, they did this and I, I don't feel like doing that. Do you think that person wakes up every single day and feels like doing the thing that they're doing to be successful? Absolutely not. Do you think the person that's been married 60 years wakes up every single day and feels like being a good spouse? Do you think the person that has exceptional children wakes up every single day feeling like sacrificing for those kids? Do you think the person that has phenomenal finances, they're debt-free, they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank, their house is paid off, they buy cash 
They pay, they pay cash for cars. They've got investments. Do you think that every single day along the journey, they woke up and felt like doing what was required for that? Do you think the guy that has six-pack abs, whose skin looks like it was painted onto his muscles at the gym, or the gal that's got the same kind of physique, do you think she wakes up every day and feels like working out and eating healthy? No. No. Over and over and over again, you'll wake up and you'll do things that you do not feel like doing, but that is what successful people do. They take responsibility over their own goals, circumstances, and actions. Anything within my control, it's called controlling the controllables. Anything that I have within my power to make sure that I do correctly, I will do correctly and I will leave everything else to just see where it falls. But I'm going to do everything that I can not based on my emotions, not based on how I feel, not based on the side of the bed that I woke up on that day, not face, not not based on how things went, not based on, oh, did I wake up with the energy to do so, not based on am I moving forward towards my goal, not based on anything besides the process and the fact that I will do what I don't feel like doing when I don't feel like doing it over and over and over and over and over again because the majority of the time, the truth is you won't feel like doing the things you need to do. The majority of the time. But winners hate losing enough to change. They hate the fact that they are going to stay average, that they're not going to make it to their goals. They hate losing enough to say, you know what, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll grow as much as I need to. I'll learn whatever I need to. I'll develop the skills that I need to. I will change until I become the person necessary to achieve that thing rather than saying, you know what, I hate changing so much. It's so uncomfortable to push myself that I would rather lose and then just justify to myself why I couldn't make it because I would rather be comfortable than be successful. And number seven, lastly, winners choose to suffer the pain of growth. And these kind of all build on each other, if you didn't notice. Winners choose to suffer the pain of growth rather than live in mediocrity. Winners choose to suffer. Notice that word suffer. It's not easy to be successful. It's not fun to be successful on the journey there. There are people that wake up every single day that they have designed their lives the way they want them, but they still have to do stuff every single day that they hate to do. Guess what? There are parts of the process and what I'm doing right now to become financially free. There are parts of that process that I absolutely despise doing. Oh, why would you do that? Guess what? If you go to a job, work for someone else, or if you own your own business, there are going to be things that you have to do to be truly successful that you don't enjoy. For lunch today, I'm going to have a chicken salad. Do I want to have a chicken salad for lunch? No. It would be great to go have Taco Bell and then go to the grocery store down the street and get a cookie the size of my face, eat that with about, I don't know, two cups of heavy whipping cream, and then have ice cream for dinner. That would be ideal. That would be fun. It would feel good. But I would be losing long term because I would not be staying healthy. I would not be, and I, I, I'm I'm five foot three. So if I ate like that on a regular basis, everybody would know very quickly. It would be very, very, very apparent that I am not suffering through the pain of growth. I would be growing, but it would not be in the right direction. And I would rather live in mediocrity. I would rather do what's easy. And this goes back to the episode where I talked about picking your hard. If you take the easy way out of life, life will get harder. If you take the hard way out of life early, life will get easier. It's a concept known as pay now and play later. There is cause and effect in life. You do reap what you sow. That's a biblical concept. A man reaps what he sows. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. It's Galatians 6, 7, and 8. It's that passage right there. If I do something, there's going to be an effect. If I plant a weed in my garden, I am going to grow a weed. If I plant a seed of some kind of fruit or plant or vegetable, I'm going to grow that. 
So if I want to suffer through the pain of growth, rather than live in mediocrity, I've got to make that choice. I can't just, uh, you know, I'm not going to make a decision. I'll do this later. If you don't make a decision, you just made a decision not to make a choice. I'm going to sit on the fence. You're still making a choice. And if you're not choosing to be excellent, you're choosing the opposite. It's about as hard as I could put it. But if you're not going to be intentional about your success, if you're not going to choose to be a winner, then by default, you're going to live an average life. Now, if you're okay with that, if you're truly sincerely okay with that, if you don't have a dream in your heart to do something exceptional with your life, you don't have a dream for more, for better, to, to have more, to do more, to be more, to make a, a bigger impact, to, to serve and, and affect more people in a positive direction, if that's not your dream, then that's fine. But understand, you still have the chance to be a winner or a loser in every circumstance. And I'm not saying that to be hard or to be pointing a finger like, ah, you're a loser, but like there's, there still is a chance. I can be a winner. I can look for the positives. I can set goals. I can push through. I can actually grow as a person because I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm, I'm such and such old. And they expect me to think that just because they're an older age that they have more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding about how life works. Guess what? There are many people that have worked at a job for 30 years. They don't have 30 years of experience. They have one year repeated 30 times. I've met people that have been married for literally 10 times longer than my wife and I, and I watch the way they talk to each other. And I'm like, I would never never speak to my spouse that way. I've watched people that have raised way more kids than I have that have been parents for a very, very, very long time in the comparison of the amount of time that I've been a parent. And I watch them do things with their kids. And I'm like, I would never do that with my kid because it's the easy thing to do. And they're choosing the easy way out. And that will have a hard consequence later down the road for either them or their kid, but most likely both. Most likely it'll affect both of them in a negative way because they took the easy way out now. It, it, it doesn't really, the Bible talks about gray hair as a crown of wisdom. That's not to be taken literally as in, if you have gray hair, if you're old, then you must have wisdom. Because I have met some downright foolish people that are older and they're stubborn and they refuse to grow and they don't care. This is the way I've always done things. I literally had a man look me in the face. He was in his, I think, late 40s, early 50s. And he's like, I'm blank, whatever years old, you know, I'm 49 years old. That's the way I've always done it. Don't expect me to change now. And it was something that like he was dead wrong on. And I'm pretty sure he knew that he was dead wrong on. And more importantly, he knew that I knew that he knew. So it was very apparent to me and him that he was wrong, but he was basically telling me, I'm this old. I will not suffer the pain of growth. I would rather live with this for the rest of my life. Let's say that he lives 30 more years. What fruit could have been in his life? What areas could he have won in, so to speak, had he changed with three decades to go? But instead, he said, you know what? I'm not going to suffer the pain of growth. I will stay where I'm at. So let's recap these, and then we will wrap up. So number one, the first attribute of winners is that winners have a positive attitude by choice, not by chance. Number two is that winners focus on solving problems and finding solutions, not on whining about challenges. Number three is that winners know that setbacks are merely stepping stones to advancement and life. Number four is that winners realize that failure is an event, not a person. Attribute number five is that winners find reasons to win while others find excuses. Again, quitters quit when they fail, when it gets hard, but winners fail until they succeed. Attribute number six, winners hate losing enough to change while losers hate changing enough to lose. And attribute number seven, winners choose to suffer the pain of growth rather than live in mediocrity. So to recap these in the opposite, just to really bring this point home and drive it home, 
Here's how to never reach your goals, become a victim of life, and ultimately lose by choosing to quit rather than by doing whatever it takes to become a winner. Attribute number one of a loser, of someone that does not want to win, have a negative attitude by choice and only be positive by chance. Only be positive when you feel like it. Attribute number two, focus on whining about challenges. Get people to feel bad for you. Don't try to solve problems. Don't try to find solutions. Never ask better questions about how you could make something work. Just assume you can't. Become a victim of circumstances, and everything is completely outside your control, and therefore, you can never win. Attribute number three, decide to take setbacks as a sign that you should quit and that you were meant to live a mediocre life rather than viewing them as part of the process, merely stepping stones to advancement in life, choose to take them as a sign that you're not meant to win. Attribute number four, choose to label yourself as a failure anytime something goes poorly and repeat this to yourself so often that you begin to identify deeply at your core as someone that not only doesn't win, but can never win. Attribute number five of a loser, look for and find excuses to lose rather than ways to win in every area of life. Number six, attribute of a loser. Embrace losing as your God-given destiny and avoid changing like the plague in any area. If you can't achieve your dreams exactly as you are right now, that's fine. You're perfect the way you are and things are just fine the way they are, right? Winning's not that important. Success is not that important. Having goals, having dreams, moving forward in my life, none of that's important. Losing is my God-given destiny. Attribute number seven of a loser. Live an average life at all cost. After all, growing as a person can be very uncomfortable. Decide that even though everything in nature is either growing or dying, ripening or rotting, and even though water that doesn't flow eventually becomes stale, stagnant, disgusting, it's a cesspool of disease, you'll be fine. Even though everything in nature is either growing or dying, you can be the exception to the rule and you can choose not to grow and everything will be just fine. Guys, hopefully that brings home the point that if you want to be a winner, it's got to be intentional. You've got to chase what you want with purpose every single day. You've got to do things that are uncomfortable. You've got to do things that you don't feel like doing. These seven attributes of a winner, if you'll take these, adopt these, and practice these into your life every single day, you will begin to move forward, and you will eventually, if you choose to, live a 5% life. 